Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Mighty Boy Chi-Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. You're listening to another edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. I am Lady Boy Gigi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. <laughs> and tonight we're continuing in our series on sexual issues. And we're working on with Dr. Patty Britton's book, The Art of Sex Coaching. And basically tonight we're covering dyspareunia. And it's D-Y-S-P-A-R-E-U-N-I-A. And basically, it's painful sex. And there's different causes. Sometimes it can be just because you're not getting enough lubrication or you don't take enough time with foreplay to kind of warm up. And trying penetration too quickly can result in pain. We'll be covering a lot of different causes and what you can do about it in this show. But I do want to advise, if you are having painful sex, it's a good signal to see a doctor first. Rule out any medical conditions. Anything you want to add, Paul? Yeah. One of the things that I know can cause it is 
like, especially if you've started having sex with a new partner who might be bigger than you're used to. I know that a lot of times women will have a lot of pain when you hit their cervix. And especially if your new partner is more well-endowed than anyone you've ever been with, it could be that uh, they're hitting your cervix. And that can cause a lot of pain to a lot of women sometimes. And oftentimes, it can be a psychological issue. And that's where going to a therapist and discussing what's going on and getting down to the root of the problem can be very beneficial. I know that in the past, I've had girlfriends that experience pain. And one of the things that helped a lot was just to slow down a little bit before intercourse, take some time to really warm up and get those juices flowing. Now, some women are born without a skin duct or a, and I forget the other gland, but I think it's Bartholomew's gland. I'd have to look it up. But um, basically, if you're missing those glands, those are the glands that lubricate the vulva and the vagina. If you're one of those women that don't have it, the simple cure is to use plenty of lubricant. Lubricant is your friend. But use one that's safe and good for the vagina. Don't use anything with harsh chemicals or added scents. You want to use something that's going to test it first. Put a little bit around the vulva near the vagina and see how you react to it. Because people sometimes have allergic reactions. Basically, taking some time with sex and doing that warm-up can really make a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the most important parts about sex is having good communication skills with your partner. Talk about what's going on and where you think some of the issues might be coming from. If it is a a lack of uh, lubrication, that doesn't mean that you aren't into it or that you're not into your partner. And I know a lot of times people can really internalize things like that and think that, oh, I must be the problem. And it doesn't mean that your partner is the problem and it doesn't mean that you're the problem. It can just be a physical thing. Another thing that is important to remember is there is so much more to sex than penis and vagina sex, or penetrative sex at all. There are toys, there are fingers, there are vibrators, all sorts of things, oral, and all of these things still count as sex. And if you need to change the way that you're having sex to have a better experience of sex, there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't diminish how important and good it is. If both partners enjoy the sex that they're having, then it is good sex. I've referred to this in the past on shows. Try doing tantric circles. Don't just go in for the gusto immediately. 
take some time to tease the vulva a little bit. Wake it up fully. There is this concept of the kundalini, and we've talked about this on this show. And for women, the sexual response cycle is a lot different from men. Men can get a boner real fast and be up and ready and gung-ho to go. But for women, it takes a little more time to get that kundalini fully awakened, to awaken your passions, to really get into that headspace and get into the mood. And that plays a big part on the physiology. Once you start wanting it, and if someone teases a little bit, you'll get more desire. And as the desire builds up, all of a sudden the body's going to take over and start doing what it needs to do to get ready for good sex, good penetrative sex. And so sometimes it's just a matter of slowing down and doing a little teasing. Have your partner tease you a little bit because that can be sexy and hot, especially when you... I've, I've done this with both men and women where I'll work around the genitals and maybe touch a little light touch and then go back around the genitals and play around and get them to where they're almost begging me for more sensation on the genitals. And I'll go, well, maybe in a few minutes. <laughs> and then I give a nasty little giggle. It's the me. But actually, this works in a good way because all of a sudden, the desire builds up. And this applies to anal sex, too. If you go in too quickly, nothing's woken up. It's not ready yet. And so taking some time and really building that anticipation, like in Rocky Horror Picture Show, build it up and get that anticipation going. And the body will respond to some degree, as long as you have all the... And for trans women... You won't have a skein stuck. And so you're going to need to add lubricant. And there's nothing wrong with lubing it up. Lubricant is your friend. <laughs> Another thing that can lead to painful sex is sometimes trauma, that whether there's something that brings up an old trauma or a new trauma that you haven't experienced before, a lot of times it is a mental uh, blockage that you have to work through and you have to, that's when it's really good to have a therapist and talk to a therapist about what you're experiencing and you might find that different things trigger it. And again, we go back to if you have a new partner and you've not had this problem before, there might be something about this partner that triggers something that you can't really control. I know that I've had people that I was really attracted to that kind of reminded me of a person that 
really wrecked a lot of havoc in my life. I also had to work through a lot of trauma with Gigi that really affected my ability to become aroused with men at all, even though I was attracted to them. So sometimes trauma triggers can lead to a disconnect between what you desire and what you want and what the body is willing to do. Oftentimes, it does take working through the trauma. And I know that BDSM can be an excellent tool to work through traumas and become, because our bodies do have a memory. And it may not be a conscious memory at all. It may be just something stored in your body that's reacting. And by working through the traumas and working through some of the body reactions, learn to face some of the fears. And if you notice you're kind of tensing up during sex, that's a good indication that something's a little off. And it's time to take a few moments and say, hey, but we need to stop for a minute. Never be afraid to stop sex because to continue on and try to grin and bear it can just compound the problem. It's better to stop and say, hey, this is hurting. Let your partner know. Let's do something else. Let's not try penetrative sex right now and put it off for a night. That can be a good remedy to just take some time and because sex should be pleasurable. It should be something you both enjoy. And if you're in pain while your partner's getting off, that's unbalanced. And it very well might be that your partner can tell that you're uncomfortable and that's throwing off their experience of sex. A lot of times people kind of have this this martyr complex where they're like, this isn't what I want, but I want to make my partner happy, so I'm going to push through it and it will be okay. Like a lot of people do this with anal sex and things like that. And a lot of times your partner will be able to pick up on your discomfort and they might feel like it might be rude to say anything or might think that in a way it's making you uncomfortable but in a different way you're into it especially if you kind of fake it for for them so you're really not doing your partner any favors by pretending to enjoy it more than you are also we're talking about really painful sex, but sometimes sex isn't necessarily painful, but a little bit uncomfortable. One of the other things that can happen is like injuries and things like that. And it might be that you need to learn a new way to have sex. You might not be able to have sex in the way that you have been used to having sex in the past if there are fresh injuries or an old injury that gets inflamed or anything like that. Another thing that can help is change positions because sometimes just positioning can make a big difference. 
if the angle of penetration is hitting areas that are uncomfortable for you, have your partner or tell your partner, hey, I want to ride you for a little while. Get on top and find the position that feels really good for you. And that can make a big difference. I think Paul said a few things that are really worth stressing here. And one of those is that sex should be pleasurable for both people, or three or four or however many. <laughs> it should be something that everybody's enjoying. And they may not pick up on it consciously, but subconsciously, a partner will kind of sense something's off. And unfortunately, in our sex-negative culture, oftentimes they'll, th they'll kind of start blaming themselves and thinking, oh, I did something wrong. No, you didn't do anything wrong. It just, neither partner did anything wrong. It just takes communication and saying, hey, let's try a different approach. Let's try a different position. Or let's try something that doesn't involve penetration, at least at first, and see what happens. Because taking some time and playing around and really following the pleasure is what sex should be about, not getting it in and getting it off. I think one of the things that is really powerful that I got through training was developing a daily sexual practice. And a lot of times when people are in relationships, they stop, stop masturbating. And especially if you're having problems with having sex be painful for you, it might be really important to start a daily exercise of masturbating and bringing yourself to, to pleasure and finding the things that your body enjoys so that you can teach your partner how to pleasure you in ways that, that you want to be pleasured. And I think that sometimes people stop doing that when they get into relationships because especially if you're monogamous and this in society as it is, there's so much jealousy. People can get jealous of, like, it's not exactly cheating, but like, well, I was in the other room. Why didn't you, if you wanted to get off, why didn't you come grab me? And I, especially if you are dating someone who's really sensitive, who it, it's really easy to hurt their feelings, you might just not want to hurt their feelings, but I, th I think that it is much more important to find things that you enjoy so that you can teach your partner how to bring you pleasure than it is to shield their ego. And while you're talking about solo masturbation, mutual masturbation can be really hot, and it can teach each other how each of you like to be touch and what kind of pressure to use and oftentimes I highly recommend using your partner's hand from time to time to masturbate yourself 
than having your partner do the same. By doing so, you learn how exactly your partner enjoys it. Your partner learns exactly how you enjoy it. And it's following that pleasure again. I know that I've heard many guys complain that, oh, when my partner masturbates me, I just kind of grin and bear it, but it's too much pressure or something's not quite right. And believe me, guys know exactly the right amount of pressure to put on that cock and they can get it off. By having them use your hand, they can teach you the right amount of pressure to use that gets them really flying high. <laughs> so one of the things is that there's a lot of different kinds of pain. Is it irritation? Is it burning? Is it where in your anatomy is it hurting? We mentioned seeing a doctor, but I think particularly for this kind of problem, it's also important to talk to a gynecologist. It might be that there's something going wrong. Your pH is off, you're getting yeast infections or thrush, or, you know, there's a number of different things that can cause burning and irritation, swelling, things like that. It could be that you have been going at it a little rough and you're a little bruised, or you might have problems with vaginal tearing, which can be an issue too. Definitely keep on the, the lookout for any bleeding issues, any swelling that doesn't feel right. Really, like you and your partner, like, like visually inspect it and anything that doesn't look quite right is important to talk to your doctor about. Another area that you need to be aware of is, and some women like to use douching, vaginal douching, and definitely never use a vaginal douche that contains chemicals. It's probably best not to douche anyway. The vagina takes care of itself. It's got a lot of healing and balancing properties. And when you douche, Oftentimes, you're washing away the th good bacteria and the good things in the vagina that help it heal itself. And so douching may be a problem if you douche on a regular basis. So take some time away from the douching. I know a lot of women are concerned about how they smell or how they taste. And I think the only time I've tasted a vulva that wasn't quite right was when someone had a yeast infection. Other than that, I've loved the taste. <laughs> but I know it's something that a lot of women are very concerned about. And also their periods, when they have bleeding. And believe me, I, I'm one of these rare guys, I guess. Well, there's a lot of guys out there that enjoy eating out a woman, even when she's on her period. That can be pretty hot. So take some time to really explore what it, how are you taking care of your vulva? What are you doing that might be compounding the problem? Another thing is if you engage in anal play, it is 
important to separate. You don't want anything that has been around or in your butt to go into your vagina. For the same reason you wipe front to back, you don't want to mix those fluids when you're having sex. One thing that a lot of people don't think about is lubricant from anal sex leaking into the vagina. That can cause a lot of problems. If you're going to play with your hands, have your partner play with their hands with your anus, make sure they either wear gloves or keep one designated hand for anal play and the other one not touching it at all and the other one for vaginal play. There's all sorts of things that can happen. Sometimes you get caught up in the moment and you don't pay attention to things and then bad things can happen. I heard a story about a guy that had to get uh, driven out of Burning Man because he had like ripped his girlfriend's fishnets and had sex with with the fishnets and like scratched up his dick and like all of the like stuff from from the playa got in his dick and he wound up getting a a case of gangrene on his dick and he had major problems so a lot of times in the moment you can ignore things and they can become a much bigger problem down the line so explore things like that think about what has happened especially if this is a fresh experience like what happened the last two or three times we had sex it might seem something that it might be something that seems kind of innocuous at first but then you think about it and you're like oh yeah that that did happen maybe that's causing the problem and hygiene is so important with sex I know that I've been with men that didn't have practiced good hygiene and didn't wash and clean. And oftentimes I would say, hey, let's take a bubble bath together before we have sex. You don't have to say, oh, you're foul, clean up. (laughs) Say, invite them into a tub with you and that can be a good way to start getting in the mood and washing each other and playing with each other's bodies with soapy water and hot soapy water can be so sexy (laughs) and so take some time to make sure that your partner is clean and fresh and ready for sex if someone hadn't bathed in a few days it's not good to stick it into the vagina. <laughs> Another thing that's important to remember is one thing that a lot of people forget about when it comes to fingering is how clean their fingernails are, how sharp or jagged they might be. Are they trimmed? Are they filed? You know, that can cause problems too. Yeah, cuticles. A lot of people don't think about the hygiene of their fingernails when it comes to sex, and that can can cause a lot of problems, too. 
while we're on the fingers, I know that I ha like having my nails long. And you don't want to use long fingernails inside the vagina. And so one of the techniques I discovered was to put cotton balls in a glove on the fingertips and then put my hands into the gloves where the nails are padded. And all of a sudden, if even though I don't want to sacrifice my nails for good sex, I can still have good sex by utilizing padded gloves. Yeah. I think another thing that can be important is figuring out when the problem started. You might not know what is causing the problem. You don't know if it's caused by an infection or by a trauma trigger or maybe you haven't been getting wet enough. But sometimes like going through and figuring out when it happened and the things that happened around that time can help you narrow down what might be the issue and what the problem that is or the thing that is causing you problems might be. And also for females, they go through cycles. Their body goes through cycles. And it's not just having a period once a month. It's also hormonal changes and other changes can affect how much you lubricate yourself during sex. And so sometimes it's just the wrong time in the cycle for penetrative sex. And taking, knowing your body and learning, and unfortunately in our culture, women don't know near enough about their own bodies. But explore and discover on your own if you need to. Take some time to masturbate and do it daily, and then you'll know the rhythms of your own body. I think that's one of the things that happens for a lot of women is they don't know the rhythms of their own body. They don't take the time to have practice sexual pleasures every day. And so some days can be an off day where you don't want any vaginal penetration, but you love clitoral play. And other days, the vaginal can be good. The way your body works, we're all a little different. We're all wired a little differently. And by practicing good self-pleasuring daily can teach you so much about your own body. Wow, we're already to station break. I want to remind people that I do have video training programs. You can get them at ravenslayerleather.com. And I cover a wide range of things, everything from raising sexual energy to exploring yourself and learning how your body works. So check out the training videos. It's ravenslayerleather.com. And if anybody's interested in sex coaching, I do sex coaching. And the website to sign up for a free 15-minute exploratory call would be ggwilbur.com.
for those wondering, that website is the letter G and then the letter G, W-I-L-B-U-R dot com. Um, and while you are visiting our, our various sites, you can also sign up for our Patreon uh, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash ladyboygigi. Uh, and if you go there, we have all sorts of uh, different uh, incentives that, that you can get by by signing up. And there's all sorts of different information there. So, again, that, that is patreon.com forward slash ladyboygigi. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to remind people that we have Aphrodite's Temple, and while we're not running our virtual temple right now, once we get enough people signed up, we'll be starting it again probably next fall. We're up, we just got up to Colorado for the summer, and so we're kind of taking a break from our usual routine, and we'll be doing podcasts hopefully every two weeks but if we miss a week it's because we've been having too much fun <laughs> and it's been so good to be up in the mountains again and up in a cabin away from all the city stuff and all the obligations of modern life getting back into nature again at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Well, back to our topic. And we've been talking about painful sex for women. And the bad kind of painful sex. Bad kind. I mean, there's good kinds of painful sex. I can do (laughs) amazing things in vulva torture (laughs) that feels so yummy good. (laughs) But when it's painful in a bad way, you don't want that. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about another cause of painful sex. As women get a little older, they don't lubricate, self-lubricate as much as when they're younger. And also the tissue of the vagina changes over time. And so one solution is use lots of lube. And find a lube that's good for you. The test it out first. Find one that doesn't have additives or chemical smells or anything that's would be irritating to the vagina because you want to treat it well. <laughs> and also, the vagina has its own chemistry and you don't want to mess around with it too much. So find a lube that works very well. You can test it out by putting a little bit just close to the vagina, a little dab, and leave it there for a little while and see how well it 
rests with you. If it starts getting irritated or doesn't feel right, then try differently. <laughs> Any thoughts? Yeah. While we're on the topic of lube, one thing that uh, I remember you teaching me is you want to use water-based lube most of the time, especially if you're using condoms or if you're using silicone toys, you definitely want to use water-based lube. And one of the problems with water-based lube is it can get a little sticky or a little gummy feeling. But if you keep a little bit of water and just spritz a little bit on it, it will rehydrate it and it will make it a lot more pleasurable. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk a little bit about sexual energy. A woman needs to raise that energy. It takes a little more time than for men. To just jump into penetrative sex right away, that may be the cause of painful sex. You're not warmed up enough. We talked about tantric circles and the kundalini on this show quite a bit, but believe me, it really makes a huge difference if you awaken those sexual urges and really get into touching other parts of your body first or having your partner do the same. It will help really take the stress off the vagina and give it time to really warm up and be ready for penetration. Anything you want to add? So one of the things that you can do is even before you start with foreplay and start warming up, find something that you and your partner both find really erotic. Uh, maybe watch porn together or read an erotic story or look at erotic art or anything that gets both of you going, especially if you have a vulva and you are having problems and you're the one having problems, like especially what gets you really started in the right headspace and in the right mode and in the right mood, that can help a lot. And another thing about aging that I, I think Gigi got into a little bit is that the the tissue can be a little bit more delicate as you age. And so you might find that the kind of sex that you had when you were 30 and 40 and maybe even 50 might not be the kind of sex that is good for you at 60 or 70. And that's completely okay. A lot of things that are really amazing and wonderful have to change over time. And it just might be that sex needs to change for you a little bit. I think there is a thing of use it or lose it. <laughs> and a lot of times, especially when couples get past the honeymoon period, sex kind of gets put on the back burner, especially if you have kids. And then jumping back into it, it can be a whole new exploratory challenge because things have changed over time. And so learning to 
first of all, get in touch with your sexual body again and learning how what really turns you on is so important with ongoing sex and ongoing relationships. It can really make all the difference. And that's one of the trainings I do is on raising sexual energy. I know some women think it's kind of a myth that you have to be in the mood for sex to be good. Uh, desire doesn't have to proceed getting into sexual play. It will come in time. And often we think, oh, desire has to come first. I have to be in the right mood. No, you can. It's you have control over your mood. You can change your mood by getting things started and worked up. And all of a sudden, it's preparing your headspace. It's kind of like when you used to go on a date. You'd go through your routines and your little rituals. We all have them. And it gets us in the right headspace. And sometimes we forget about that, especially in long-term relationships. It's like you just kind of hop into bed cold and... You haven't really warmed up or prepared yet. So that can make a huge difference. So an another thing is mostly we've been focusing on the, the vulva and the vagina itself and problems there. But uh, especially since we're talking about sex with aging, you might find that you have to change the positions that you use. You might have to have more support than you used to need. I know that Gigi has some great pieces of sexual furniture. It might be time for you to invest in a sex swing. And I'm sure that you never thought that you were going to be 65 years old and going into a sex shop asking about a sex swing. But I can tell you that, especially if one or both of y'all have problems with the knees or, you know, things like that. It really takes a lot of pressure off. There's all sorts of different sexual furniture that you can use. Or I've known that people who had to use like yoga blocks or different things like that to get support in different places. You might have to learn a new way to have sex all sorts of things start to go. Your hips start to go and things like that. And play around, explore. There's plenty of good resources about aging and having sex that you can find online. Gigi, do you know any good resources? I would recommend Good Vibrations. They have excellent sex toys and high quality. And it's an employee-owned business. And basically, they really go out of their way to maintain high-quality sex toys and shop around on the Internet. There's a lot of places you can get play equipment. <laughs> Just look up sex, Google sex swings or do want to add that it's not just for people as they age. Some people have disabilities, and this can open the door to really great sex if you have physical limitations. But even if you're in good health, I've enjoyed sex swings 
since my 20s. <laughs> and it can be very amazing to have relaxed sex, so to speak. You, it's a whole different kind of thing. And you can really focus in on your own sexual energy and gain control over when you orgasm and prolong the orgasm by having more attention to your internal sex muscles instead of, oh, my hips are aching or this is hard on my knees and your focus. It's a matter of focus. So if you can focus in on what feels good and follow the pleasure, you can go amazing places and learn new techniques that will make sex go from kind of good to out of this world. <laughs> One thing I can say as someone who deals with a lot of chronic pain, as I have learned more different techniques for pleasuring different parts of the body and learn to really embrace like having sex with the whole body and really stimulating the whole body. If I am doing something that hurts a lot, I can switch what I'm doing. And sometimes it might take changing up what you're doing like every few minutes so that you don't really wear out any like one muscle or one group of muscles or anything like that for me like i i love to give head and sometimes i'll be giving head and either my knees or my hip will hurt and i'll have to sh shift the position that i'm in and i might go from sucking dick to using my hand to masturbate and sucking on the balls, which changes my position a little bit. Or it might be my jaw that aches and like I can't open my mouth that wide. The, that's where like playing with the balls and things like that also helps. So like learning different techniques of pleasure will give you more ammunition in case one thing starts to, to hurt too much that you can switch things. And if you do it right, you can do it seamlessly and it won't even be noticeable that like you're switching positions because you're in pain. Another thing that I've worked with women on is instead of focusing so much on penetrative sex in the vagina, Switch to the clitoris. That's really the magic button anyway. <laughs> and the clitoris can bring so much pleasure. And teaching your partner how you like your clitoris played with or around your clitoris. The clitoris is a large organ. It's much bigger than that little part that you and you pull back the hood pokes out. It's got legs and awakening the entire clitoris and massaging the whole vulva area can be so amazing and take you away from the focus of painful vaginal penetration to very pleasurable and erotic experiences that will help you really enjoy sex to a higher degree and in time, 
open the door back up to some vaginal play. But take a break from the vaginal penetration if you need to. I touched on this earlier in the podcast, but I I really do want to put a little focus on... I know that it is really common as people's bodies change, whether it's through weight gain or getting older or having an injury or any number of things, it's really easy to beat ourselves up over this, to think that we're at fault and that we're doing something wrong, that there's something faulty in us that is is holding you back. And again, I mentioned that sometimes your partner might take it a little personally, and that can add this added layer of guilt on top of everything. And even if you fix all the physical problems, but you don't address that like mental part that's kind of eating up at you, I I think you're still going to have major problems on down the line. You have to learn how to accept the fact that bodies change, that that sometimes things happen and things aren't the way that they used to be. And it's not your partner's fault. It's not your fault. It's the way things work out. And one of the things I had to learn going through this training with Gigi, living with chronic pain the way that I do, I used to really kind of have an adversarial relationship with my body. And I used to be so down on myself and think really uncharitable thoughts about myself. And one of the things Gigi helped me to learn was that when I am in pleasure, I can't experience that without the body that I have. Every amazing, beautiful, pleasurable thing I experience, I owe to the body I inhabit. And I had to really kind of make friends with my body again. And I had to see the beauty in it, even though it causes me a large amount of pain. And there are certain things that I can't do. And there are certain things that I can do, but they are a lot harder for me than other people. I had to really make peace, like an inner peace with myself to really embrace my full sexual potential and really embrace my sexual body. And if you've had changes that have gone on in your body, it might be a process you have to go through. And it's not easy to do it. And sometimes you'll be angry. And it's okay to have those angry moments. And you can let yourself feel that anger, and you can let yourself feel upset or hurt or depressed that things don't work the way that they used to. And then you sit with that feeling for a little while, and then you go past that point, and you start to think about the delicious espresso you had for breakfast, 
well, your body is what gave you the sensations to be enjo- able to enjoy that espresso. And anything that you enjoy, anything that brings you happiness, you owe to your body. And you have to really make a new relationship with your body and become friends with it. One of the things you're touching on is what I do in pretty intensive training on in my body image healing training. And I know that for me, to be able to really enjoy sex, I had to really get in touch with my sexy self and really get in tune with, oh, I am sexy and I do love myself. Before we can really have a good relationship with another, we need to be able to have a good relationship with ourselves. And with our bodies, with our physical form. And with the Hollywood version of beauty, we're bombarded with an ideal that we just can't measure up to. And that's where body image healing comes in. It's like, if you want to feel sexy again, let's redefine what feeling sexy really is. Is it looking like a Hollywood movie star no (laughs) and the hollywood version of romance it doesn't work that way getting in tune with your body is being really having a real sincere love of your own body just as it is is really important for good sex i used to think i had a scrawny little body and that I was unattractive and and it took me going through certain steps to really realize that I am beautiful. And I think one of the things that I kind of realized personally is that I looked at how well my body functions and the pleasures it gives me. And I started practicing gratitude. And gratitude can go so far and help us change our attitudes. And I realized, wow, my body can give me so much amazing pleasure when I have a good relationship, either with myself or with another. And I had to have a good relationship with myself first before I could really understand fully how to have a good relationship with another person. Any thoughts, Paul? So one of the things for me as I was rediscovering my sexual body that really became an important part of my journey to really fully embracing my sexual body was to... For me, it used to be either I was fully in the sexual mode, like completely and fully turned on and going at it, or completely cold, and there was no in-between. And I really learned that there are levels in between being fully turned on and being whatever, like standard, normal was and playing with those different levels and then sometimes bringing myself up to 
like a two or a three and then backing off and then bringing myself back up to two or three and then maybe pushing it to a four or a five and then backing off a little bit and I play with those levels all night long sometimes I'll get fully into it and then I'll simmer down to a four or a five and then I'll build back up and then simmer down to a six and then build back up and then simmer down to a three almost to baseline and then build back up and just play with those different levels and I think that that really helped me get fully into my sexual body. Another thing I'd like to bring up, and this is something that I know a lot of people experience, and I've experienced it in the past, stress and negative thinking and a lot of worry and being self-conscious can take physical manifestations. Sometimes that can be the issue of painful sex. Just being out of tune with your body and being really conscientious and thinking, oh, am I going to make the wrong sounds? Do I look pretty enough? Am I good enough? All these can take a toll. And they can oftentimes take a physical toll. And especially stress. Stress is not a good thing for us. <laughs> especially if we're stressed all day long or going into fight or flight mode or sometimes freeze mode. And that can happen sometimes during sex. I think that sex is a very complex thing. It's not just the mind. It's not just the emotions. It's not just the body. It's all of them. And it's the spiritual, it's the energy. And so learning how to play with sexual energy and how to work with the flow of that sexual energy and rechanging. I think what happened for me when I was going through my life transformation as a sexual being, one of the things I realized was it's really a matter of focus. If I start focusing on pleasure and on being good enough and redefining what beauty really means, what true beauty is, all of a sudden, my life, sex life transformed. <laughs> and I know Paul's did. He really went through a transformation going through some of the training I put him through. And that's a big part of what this is all about, what this show is about, is I want each per listener to go through this transformation, to really become and live a sex-positive lifestyle. Any thoughts, Paul? Yeah, I think to sum up everything, I, part of really good sex and really being in tune with your sexual body is being able to be vulnerable. First of all, vulnerable with yourself. And that might take realizing difficult truths about yourself, 
and then being vulnerable with their partner and really opening up a space to be open with them and to be receptive for them. A lot of times we wind up really guarding the things that are really, really close to ourselves. And if you build that wall, it is going to make a barrier between having a good sexual relationship with your partner. So you have to open yourself up to vulnerability with your partner. And then, as we've been saying this whole time, at that point, just go with the pleasure and follow it wherever it leads and listen to your body and listen to your heart and listen to your spirit and let those things guide you and get out of the analytical monkey chatter brain and really just feel things out, vibe things out and and really connect with yourself and then with your partner. And if you do that, you have a much better chance of having a wonderful sexual experience than if you don't. I think one thing I'd like to kind of sum up with is that you don't have to do this on your own. You can get help. (laughs) I know that I've put together a lot of training videos that can really help out with this stuff. And if you need even a better guide, sex coaching can be a big help, whether it's through me or another sex coach. And if there's female, a lot of female sex coaches out there, there's even a fair number of male sex coaches. So find a good sex coach. Discover how to work with somebody and get that little extra boost. I know I didn't do it on my own. I had people that helped lead me and guide me through the process. We don't have to be on our own. And oftentimes with sex, we think, oh, that's too personal. (laughs) I've got to do it myself. No, you don't. I give you permission to seek out help if you need it. Because sometimes just a little bit of guidance can take you to that whole new level. Awaken a whole new life. I know that before I started discovering where my pleasure could take me and discovering some of the amazing sexual places I could go, it was like, in our culture, we kind of do it, we get off, and it's done. I'm talking about a whole new approach to sexuality. Really feeling your inner core being, connecting with another person's inner core being. Forming that genital heart connection and getting into that spiritual side of sexuality. Getting into the energy side of sexuality. 
those are often missed completely in our culture. And so I invite you to really explore this stuff. If something I've said touches something in your heart, listen to it and see where it can take you. And on that note, unless you have something else to add, Paul. Oh, okay. So I would like to say that a lot of times people don't reach out or 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 search out information until something really extreme happens in their life. And that might be where you are right now. Maybe the reason you've sought out this podcast tonight is because you're dealing with a lot of extreme problems. And right now, it feels like this huge barrier that's built in front of you. And first of all, being open and searching is the first step to really stepping into your sexual pleasure and into your sexual body. And rather than thinking of this as an impediment to you, look at it as an opportunity. This is your chance to completely rediscover your sexual body, to re, re, like rediscover your sexual pleasure. And if you really are serious about it and you take it seriously and you take some of the advice that we have given to heart, you might find that you have a an incredible experience with sex that you've never had in your life. So rather than thinking of what you're going through right now as a barrier or an impediment, look at it as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to learn about yourself and to really connect with your sexual body because you deserve it. Mm-hmm. And we would love to hear feedback. And I love to get people's messages and see what people think about this show. So feel free to email me. My email address is admin, A-D-M-I-N, at ggwilbur.com. That's two Gs, W-I-L-B-U-R. And we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think. And if there's anything you'd like us to cover on this show, we're open to suggestions. So email me, or I'm on Facebook, or many other social platforms, social media platforms. You can click the links on my website to reach me on Facebook. But I'd love to hear from you and get a sense of what you want to get out of this show. Anyway... We're at the top of the hour already. Ah, it's been a good show. (laughs) Have a good night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Follow the pleasure. Be good to yourself. Love yourself fully. 
bring those sexy desires up to the forefront and explore them and see where they can take you. Pleasure is a gift. Take advantage of that gift. Experience that gift and see where it will take you. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.